0: Alrighty, what God wants. The accused stood. The jury announced a guilty verdict. The judge passed sentence. And some in the crowd yelled out, Good riddance. We hope they throw the keys away. And mercy was not found. Some Christian friends were sitting around a campfire A story was told about a person who had recently gone bankrupt and the people around the fire said, well, they got what was coming to them and mercy was not found. A girl at school got dumped by her boyfriend on social media and friends said she got her just desserts and mercy was not found. It was finals time and the coach said to his team, show no mercy, take no prisoners, go out and win this game and mercy was not found. A woman who shouldn't have been in public touched Jesus and Jesus said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And mercy was experienced. A blind man sat begging by the roadside. And as Jesus went past, he cried out. And when people tried to stop him, he cried out louder. And Jesus stopped, spoke with him, healed him. And mercy was seen. A woman was brought to Jesus, accused, guilty without doubt. A punishment was called for. And Jesus said the person without sin can throw the first stone. And no one did. And Jesus said to the woman, I do not judge you go and sin no more, and mercy was understood. Jesus willingly hung on the cross, arms outstretched, and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and mercy was offered to all. We're in a mini-series of What God Wants, our verse for this series is Micah 6.8 He has shown you, O person, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. Do justice, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. In this series we focus and are focusing on what God wants for us. How we should live our lives and note in this verse in Micah, there's no awe. It's not do justice or love mercy or walk humbly. It's all three at once. It's all three all the time. Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Before I want to go on, I just want to make one small point very clear. Doing justice, loving mercy... And walking humbly is not how a person becomes a Christian. It's not how someone becomes a follower of Jesus. There's only one way for that to happen. And that's through accepting what Jesus did on the cross. Through accepting that that is the only way that our sin can be dealt with. But this verse is talking to us as believers about what we do after that has happened. Let's test this verse just to make sure that Danny and Peter and others aren't just coming up with some weird concept that they're asking us to do. We can back up a little bit in the Old Testament to Hosea where we read, For I desired mercy, not sacrifice. We can jump to the Gospels and we can see in Matthew where Jesus said, For I desired mercy, not sacrifice. We can go a little bit further to another story where Jesus said, for I desired mercy, not sacrifice. I hope it's clear. I hope you get that. It's pretty simple. For I desired mercy, not sacrifice. It's a very consistent message that we find. So this one isolated verse that we find in Micah is a theme through scripture, not something that we're pulling out and highlighting as one verse, as one thing. In in, uh, Matthew chapter 12, the context of that particular story was where Jesus met Levi, a tax collector, and said, come follow me, and was eating with him in his home And the people around said, why is this man, Jesus, who is supposed to know the law, is supposed to be God's representative, why is he eating with sinners? And Jesus turned to them and said, because you don't understand. The healthy don't need a doctor. Those who need to be made better need a doctor. And I have come for them. And then he said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. It's interesting to go to Matthew 23, 23, which in 2023 should be a pretty easy reference to remember. Again, the context here was Jesus speaking directly to those who would prefer to follow the law, who would prefer to follow rules and were sticklers for the rules. And Jesus said, Woe to you who have neglected the more important matters of the law, which are justice last week, mercy this week, and faithfulness last week Dominique brought us a a wonderful message on do justice she used the phrase making someone else's problem my problem and given that it's a holiday series it's a nice condensed short message and it is definitely worth your time if you weren't here or haven't caught up to spend a few minutes listening to Dominique's message of last week and aside from the context of making someone else's problem my problem, Dominique gave us the background of where this verse fits in to the narrative, to the story. Where Israel once again had turned away from God, where they were in trouble, all sorts of trouble. And they thought that their way to get out of trouble and their way to come back to God was to make a big show of offering sacrifices. To make a big show of bringing things to God. That's what would get them back to God. And the message from God to the people who needed to come back was do justice, love mercy and walk humbly before your God. So... I guess the place where I really started with this message was, well, what is mercy in this context? We sing about mercy all the time and we talk about God's mercy toward us. But what is this mercy that we should be loving, that we should be doing? And I had to go very old school with this one and I pulled out my old concordance, which has got prints so small that you can't really read it. You need a magnifying glass plus your glasses, and there are many. There are there are several Old Testament definitions for mercy, but this um, word for mercy in this passage is a consistent one that you will find, and it is also the same as the word for mercy used in the Greek in the New Testament, and it simply means to show kindness. To love being kind in what you say and what you do. As a, and it has an, an emphasis of not going through the motions. Not just saying the right things, but doing them. And doing them willingly. To love being kind in what you say and what you do. I have a brother who's four years older than me. He got the height in the family. I didn't get the height in the family. And uh, we were pretty normal brothers. We mucked around a lot, meaning we fought a lot. I never won for obvious reasons that you can see in that picture. He was much bigger than me. Why I ever took him on, I don't know. But I always did. I never learned. My brother was also your typical big brother. He was good at everything. If it needed fixing, he could fix it. If it needed to be made, he could make it. And uh, one of the things he made was a model Cuddy Sark, an old rigged sailing ship. We shared a bedroom um, until we left home, or he went to boarding school. And we used to love playing cricket in our bedroom. <laughs> socks make great balls. Mum also can't hear them. <laughs> and one day I piffed a ball of socks and it went straight through the middle of the cuddy sark, destroyed all the rigging and the masts and the sails. And mercy was shown. And my brother and I still have a relationship. (laughs) And he can still fix things that I can't. To show kindness. What does it mean to show kindness in what you love? in what you say and in what you do. I put together three points of what that can mean for me. And in life groups this week, you can put together your points as to what showing kindness in what you say and do might mean. My three points are that I will engage with you, not ignore you. That I will forgive you, not hold things against you. That I will think more of you, not less of you. I went to my usual sources and commentaries to research love, mercy, and they were all pretty useless, actually. And I've got a big eight volume set of Spurgeon's sermons. Now, for the kids, Spurgeon lived a long, long time ago, he was very famous. In some, for some of us, he still is very famous. For me, with Micah 6.8, he was very helpful. And in these volumes was a sermon that he gave on Micah 6.8. And I've got a quote up here on what he said about love mercy. It seems then that it is far more important to do right than to perform the most imposing religious rites. Better to act mercifully than to offer the most costly sacrifices. Much more value is attached to a person's moral character than outward religious practices. The upright and generous actions of daily life are better signs of a gracious heart than lavish gifts to the temple and its priests. God judges by the ordinary things a Christian does for those around them rather than by the extravagant public gestures or the achievement of high positions. There's a lot to unpack in that little quote. I think it's as irrelevant now as it was 150 years ago, that when we're talking about our kindness toward others in what we say and what we do, the daily actions, the ordinary things, are what count. They're what God is looking for. And there's an aspect to loving mercy where the first word love Can't be ignored and shouldn't be ignored because it talks about doing it willingly, happily, looking forward to being kind. And as Spurgeon says, it's for it is good for me to do good to others. My kids always use the words that when something unique happens or unexpected happens, that you find hard to describe, they say it's crazy. It was crazy that this happened. It was crazy that that team won. The waves were crazy at the beach. Well, I reckon it was pretty crazy this morning that when I read my daily bread reading, it had this little story in it a story about a guy called James who built benches for some bus stops because he noticed a woman in Denver sitting in the dirt while waiting for a bus and he thought, that's undignified. He was an office worker, not a carpenter or a tradesy, but he went and found some scrap wood and he made a bench and he put it there at the bus shelter and it got used. And so he thought, there's 9,000 bus stops in this city and so he made a few more and on each one he made he inscribed the words be kind and when asked about this he said it fills me up it puts air in my tires does being kind put air in your tires does it fill you up? Because that's exactly what it'll do when you show kindness to others. Now, remember the context of this verse was that Israel were yet again in trouble. Israel needed to return to God. And God's message to them in returning was this message in Micah 6.8. I was really taken with Danny's message on coming home a few weeks ago on Big Family Sunday. And I've pulled out a couple of things that Danny said. You know, we, and I'm and I'm gonna wear two hats with this, okay? I'm gonna wear my speaking to you hat. And my being part of the eldership hat. Danny said, Welcome to this home where we try in the way we treat each other to live with selflessness toward each other, with love, without judgment, caring for each other, helping each other, in sharing our stuff with each other. And he then Talked to those of us who need to come back, to come home, to come back to a point of reference. And he said, I want everyone here to experience this relationship with God. And I want all of us in our community here to experience this flavour of home. And in context of do justice, love mercy walk humbly this is the flavor that we want for this home this home community church warrigal is a place where everybody should find the justice the mercy and the humility that micah is talking about that god is wanting that jesus repeated question is often asked how do I be a good Christian and I know the answer that I've heard for so many years on how do I be a good Christian is read your Bible every day, pray regularly and go to church on Sundays maybe just maybe we've got that wrong maybe the answer should be Do justice. Make other people's problems your problems. Love mercy. Love being kind in everything you say and do. And part three, walk humbly, comes next week. A woman was brought to Jesus, accused, guilty beyond doubt the leaders wanted punishment Jesus said the person without sin can throw the first stone and nobody did and Jesus turned to the woman and said I do not judge you go and sin no more and mercy was understood. The challenge for us is how will we show mercy, willingly, happily, eagerly show kindness to all those around us in what we say and what we do. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the the simple yet profound challenge in these verses. The challenge to make other people's problems our problems. The challenge to eagerly show kindness in what we say and what we do. And Lord, for those of us that need to reframe, recenter, come back, to you in how we walk and how we live, in what we say and what we do. Lord, we ask for the courage to do that. We ask for the forgiveness to do that. And we look to the excitement that following you brings, that being your people brings, that sharing this humility, this life this walk with others can do for each of us we pray these things in your name amen